The NHL has its first thousand-man Ironman. We'll talk about that. We have a busy weekend schedule ahead, and we'll start to discuss who's for real and who's not. All of that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. I am Gil Martin. You can find me on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. And with me, as she is every Friday, is Rachel Donner. You can find her on Twitter at rmiriam. We want to thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Happy Friday, Rachel. Happy Friday. You know, I've been thinking about the demise of Twitter and what that <laughs> means for our intros. Uh, but Twitter is still here, and uh, so are we. So I'm excited to talk about some hockey. Unlike Twitter, we are not on life support, but yes, <laughs> we are definitely here. And it's great to talk some hockey with you as we do every Friday here on the show. And can you believe a thousand games in a row? I mean, in this day and age, especially, that is a, a very difficult milestone to reach. And yet Phil Kessel has reached that. That is Assuming no lockouts, no COVID-shortened seasons, that's more than 12 straight seasons of playing in every game. A very, very impressive mark right there for Phil Kessel. Yeah, and, you know, they marked the occasion again. I feel like we've reached sort of the, okay, now we'll just see how long it goes stage because we had the breaking of the Ironman streak and now we have a thousand games where they had a ceremony and now you can just play and we'll see what happens. And maybe quietly he just won't be in a game at some point, <laughs> whether it's this season, next season, who knows. But uh, they did a, a really good job honoring him in Vegas, uh, giving him a little statue thing. And he got a bottle of wine to celebrate. Although I don't know if you drink that one. If you yeah. <laughs> you just sort of save that one and keep it on the shelf next to the trophy case, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's a very impressive thing. And there are just so many reasons that you could miss hockey games. And uh, you know, first of all, you have to play well enough that your coach is going to put you in the lineup for all 1,000 consecutive games. And then you have to stay injury-free, illness-free. Uh, you know, your team can't be doing so poorly or so well that they want to sit you down because they don't want you to get hurt or because they have nothing to lose and they want to see the kids. There, there are so many different things that could go wrong, quote-unquote, and keep you out of the lineup. And you know, for 12 plus years to not have that happen is just unreal. Yeah, I mean, the, there's a lot of luck involved in this. So it's kind of like somebody who gets like an attendance award in elementary school. 
<laughs> in some ways that you're like, yeah, that's great. But it's like, it just means that you didn't get sick and uh, your parents didn't pull you out of school to go on vacation. That's right. <laughs> A lot of training, though, that goes into staying healthy for a Oh, sure. Absolutely. But I like your analogy. I, I definitely do. And and congratulations uh, again to Phil Kessel. I mean, uh, we will see how far he takes this and then obviously how long it would take to, to have someone surpass this because you get the feeling this is a record that's going to stand for quite some time. I think so. And we had another ceremony yesterday, in addition to the Phil Kessel announcement, the Winnipeg Jets uh, inducted Timo Solani and Teppo Newman into their franchise Hall of Fame before last night's game. And, and I would have to say, if you're going to start a Winnipeg Jets Hall of Fame, those are the two guys you want in there first, it, unless you're doing the WHA years, in which case you have to think about Ulf Nielsen, Anders Hedberg, and, and Bobby Hull. But for the NHL years, those two guys. That was, that was a pretty good pull, Gil. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, from the NHL years, these are the two guys you want to start your Winnipeg Jets Hall of Fame with. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, with those two, um, obviously Teppo Newman and Timo Solane, you know, went on to play in other places and, uh, but their connection to the Jets has remained really strong, even as they continued their careers elsewhere. So that's why I think it's really cool that they, they did that. Now, obviously, you know, they played for Phoenix when the team moved. Right. But, uh, you know, Teppo played uh, a few years elsewhere, most notably in Buffalo as well. And, you know, it came back around. And, uh, you know, we were talking before we started recording today that Timo Solane, I think, gets all of the attention between the two of them because he's the big personality, right? And Teppo Newman, while we all know he's a legend and a really amazing player, I think just the combination of him being a little bit quieter and a defenseman makes people like not necessarily bring him up in conversation as much. And so I'm really glad the Jets honored him uh, and kind of reminded everybody again how great he is. Yeah, I mean, to me, I always liked Teppo Newman and as a hockey fan, just liked watching him. But he's one of those players where if he played for your team and you watched him game in and game out, you really got an appreciation of what he was able to do. He created well offensively. He was good on the power play. He was steady on defense, uh, played until he was 40 years old in the National Hockey League. And you know, his game didn't really drop off dramatically until very late in his career. He was never like a 25-goal, 85-point-a-year defenseman, but playing through a lot of the dead puck era, he was consistently getting 45, 50 points a year and just doing a great job of being consistent. Played on some very uh, shaky teams for a lot of his career and yet still finished his career as a plus player in the plus minus rankings and just, you know, to me, a, a very deserving 
player of this honor that he gets. And, and to have him go in alongside Timu Solani is very, very fitting. Yeah, and of course, uh, Teppo Newman had his number retired by the Coyotes organization, which is the actual franchise he worked, he played for. Um, and this is more of like a, a Hall of Fame for the Jets. So I feel like he has been honored, you know, and rightfully so. But you're right, like the consistency throughout most of his career was just incredible. And I loved watching him play. That's for sure. And I think that when you think back to that era, he was like one of really just the preeminent defensemen. Like if you want to say, how do you play defense in the National Hockey League? Watch some tape of Teppo Newman in because he just had a, a really great balance, like you said, of, you know, offensive skill that he utilized, but not all the time. Right. And he was able to just balance the offensive and, and defensive roles that he had to play. And and I just love that about him. So consistent, so good for so long. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Just not not the flashiest guy. But if you're a scout or a hockey purist and you watch him, you can almost write a textbook of how to play the, the, the position of defense by watching Teppo Newman. Yeah, and I watched a, a little bit of the ceremony and just the emotion that he had. You could just see like tears were slowly, you know, he was fighting it. He was it was just really fighting it. But I think it was really emotional for him. And uh, it's just good to see people like that being appreciated. Absolutely. Absolutely. So congratulations to Teppo Numenen and uh, Timu Solani and, and to the Winnipeg Jets. Sure, that the- guy too. <laughs> yeah, that guy too. We, we, we remember him <laughs> vaguely, you know, <laughs> but uh, great that the Jets have their franchise hall of fame. And I, I like when teams honor their players that way. Me too. So, well, we have got a lot more to get to on this episode of the show. We are approaching the quarter mark almost of this season and teams are starting to find their levels. We're going to talk about some teams that are playing more consistently and some teams that have fallen back from quick starts or picked it up after slow starts. We've got that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. But first, Rachel, why don't you talk to us about our friends at Bet Online? Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. You've got football, basketball, soccer, esports, and of course, the NHL. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like ours, you can find those at BetOnline as well. BetOnline is always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So... Here we are at the uh, almost at the quarter poll. Hard to believe how quickly this season is going by. We're almost at American Thanksgiving already. But, uh, you know, what you start to see at this point in the season is some teams that got off to hot starts are falling back and some teams are just continuing on. And, and I'm going to start this conversation, Rachel, with the New Jersey Devils 
who have now won 11 straight games. They are 14 and three and sitting with a three game lead at top the Metropolitan Division. Your thoughts on how this Devils team is getting it done? Well, first off, I don't like it. I don't like it, Gil. <laughs> it is so frustrating, but, uh, you know, they're playing extremely well. And I think one of the, the biggest pieces here that has been a thorn for the Devils for several years is goaltending. And Vitek Vanacek is really, I think, a huge part of what they've been able to do because... I feel like they have the confidence when they're playing in front of him to actually, you know, put forth that offensive effort and try things and be creative. And they have such amazing offensive talent. But when the goaltending isn't there, sometimes, you know, you play a little scared and they're not doing that this year. I think that's the huge difference is that, you know, he... Um, has been playing really well. He's 8-0-0. And that's, I think, you know, it starts, you know, a good offense starts with a good defense. And Vitek Vanacek is, has been the backstop for that. Yeah, he has played exceptionally well. And, and I think this young team gains confidence when he's in net and, and plays the way he does. And I think you're also seeing a lot of these young, talented players. You know, the Devils had some lottery picks over the years and all of a sudden these guys are starting to mature and get more comfortable and play at an elite level that their original draft position and talent uh you know indicated they could and uh the timing has been very good for the new jersey devils how about the boston bruins 10 and 0 at home 15 and 2 on the season and a five game winning streak these guys just hard to beat in Boston right now. Yeah. And the fact that the perfection line is playing like it is uh, a huge deal as well. And I had the fortune or misfortune, depending on your perspective of watching them play last night against the Flyers. And, you know, the Flyers actually, I think, battled and matched them for the first half of the game. But then Boston just took over. Like, that's what they can do. That they're like, all right, you know, we've let the Flyers hang in here. And they turned around and responded to a Flyers goal with a goal of their own, like, seconds later. And that was kind of it for the Flyers, I think, in, in that game. And you just see them finding ways to put teams away. It's not just finding ways to win and squeak by. It's finding ways to put teams away. And that's the biggest difference I see with the Bruins this year is that just it all comes together in a way that it's tough to give other teams a chance. Yeah, and and they really are playing very well and and so consistently. I mean, they, they don't seem to have a bad night. And even when they do, they don't lose badly and they even win some of those games when they're not playing their best hockey and that's always the sign of a very good team out west break up the seattle kraken they're only in their second season of existence (laughs) nine five and three uh still playing exceptionally well and five one and one on the road were you expecting this much this soon from the kraken no, 
I was not at all. And it's a lot of fun to see. I think they're having a lot of fun with it first off. And one of the guys that I have been super happy for is Jordan Eberly. I know that may be, you know, a little disappointing for you. A little bittersweet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. But I think when he went to the Kraken, he was obviously expected to be a leader on this team. And this year, I think he's doing that to a large degree. He's got 13 points so far. Um, You know, he's playing really well with face-offs, which is one thing that has been a staple of his game for a a while now. And I've just been really impressed, especially because he's like a little older now, you know, He's, he's like 32. And so it's good to see him have success on a young team where he's the elder statesman. It is. And, and that's sort of exactly the role that you wanted to have when you selected him in the expansion draft. So it, it's like a perfect fit right there as far as what the Kraken were looking for from him. How about the Winnipeg Jets? They are 10-4-1 on the season, 8-1-1 in their last 10 games and only one loss at home in seven games all year. I don't think anyone expected Winnipeg to be playing this well this soon. No, I don't think so either. It felt like in that division, they were going to be the odd man out here. And I think there's been more of a surprise of a couple of the other teams not playing as well, which may be a part of it. But the, the Jets have earned the position they're in right now. It's not just like they're there because other teams aren't playing as well. They're there on their own merits. And, you know, while we're talking about, you know, teams leveling out and, you know, things coming out in the wash here, but if it seems like Winnipeg is for real right now, is it sustainable? I don't know. But at this point in the season, the consistency is there for me. Yeah, so far it is. And and that is a very good sign for Jets fans. And, You know, out in the Pacific, we we talked about Seattle. How about Vegas and the Kings? We've been talking about Vegas, you know, since the season began and, uh, you know, predicting that maybe they wouldn't make the playoffs this time around before the season started. But we talk about them every week now and, and how good they're playing and how, you know, dominant they've been in games. And it's not just, you know, that they were able to to win close games. They are putting teams away. Their their record on the road is eight and one. I mean, that's phenomenal for yeah. them to have a better record on the road than they do at home, which is still like a pretty solid record. It's just uh, they're really, really looking like a team to be reckoned with. They truly, truly are. And and the LA Kings, 7-2-1 and one in their last 10, now in second place in the Pacific Division. Uh, they got off to a little bit of a slow start, and now they seem to be finding their stride. Yeah, I think this is, you know, a team that we expected a lot from since they did kind of jump the gun a little bit on making the playoffs last year, if you look at their development. And so I think the expectations for the Kings uh, were a little higher this season and it was a little rough at first, but, you know, like you were saying, this is when things start to level out and we see who's for real and, 
and the Kings are on the way to, to proving that, yes, they are for real. Another team that seems to be bouncing back right now, the St. Louis Blues, a five-game winning streak after a very shaky start. They seem to be finding their game at this point in the season, back to 500. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, while Nashville is doing well as, as well in terms of, you know, they were very shaky and but they have won three in a row. I, I think St. Louis and Nashville are the two teams in that division who are really trying to get back into things right now. And it will will it be at the expense of other teams above them right now, or is this just going to be the hotly contested division of the league right now? Yeah, that's going to be interesting, and we'll have to check that out. And you know, a couple of teams that got off to fast starts now fading. Uh, Buffalo now losing seven in a row. So they were seven and three. They're now seven and ten. A little disappointing up in western New York. And I hope everyone up there is okay with the blizzard they're getting this weekend. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I'm more worried about the snow right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's been a little tough on Buffalo, and I certainly hope that they can recover a little bit. I know, you know, we talked about the return of Jack Eichel last week and, and how that was difficult for them. And I, I think that was kind of a milestone for them, and it has not played out well for them since they then. haven't recovered. <laughs> it's, no. uh, yeah. And then briefly before we, uh, in the segment, the Philadelphia Flyers, I'm sorry, I had to mention it, but fast no, start. Fair. Totally fair. I fast think, start and fading right now. Well, yeah, there's a couple of things. First off, injuries have been, now it's nowhere near what Columbus is going through, let's right. be clear. But, uh, you know, we got an injury to Travis Konechny, who has been the shining star of the season so far other than Carter Hart and so we'll see what happens with that but it's been it's been a struggle well hopefully for your sake the Flyers can uh, recover and get a little healthier and and find their groove for the rest of the season we have got a lot more to discuss a busy weekend of NHL games coming up Rachel Rachel and I will break that down for you and we have a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. So, Rachel, only one game tonight on the schedule. It's sort of a, a Saturday-heavy weekend. Uh, L.A. and Vancouver is the only game tonight. Your thoughts on, on that one? Well, I'd like to see the Kings win this one and continue their hot streak that they're on right now. And it's the first half of a back-to-back -back with the – second half on Saturday being at Seattle and I'm more interested in the second half but you know can LA play these two games in a row and have the the energy to match up with Seattle who we just talked about yeah that that'll be a, a definite challenge and coming on the back-to-back -back makes it even tougher Saturday is the big uh slate this weekend what games catch your eye first well, Calgary at Florida, man, this is like the old friends meetup <laughs> and with some of the exchanges between these two teams. Calgary is one of the teams that has been struggling this season. 
a little bit and having trouble really putting things together effectively. And, you know, Florida is just an offensive firepower of a team. And, and I think that, you know, there's going to be some emotions involved in this one and that could affect the outcome of, of this game. So I'm very curious to see who comes out on top in this one. Yeah, that will be an emotional game. A lot of, of players, you know, returning and facing their old team. So, yeah, a little extra juice as a result of that. Your Flyers are in Montreal, two teams that got off to fast starts but are kind of back to the middle of the pack record-wise. How important is it for the Flyers to make a good showing Saturday? I think it's very important. And we talked more about this on today's Locked on Flyers, but you know Montreal is not going to be an easy game for them to get back into things because you know, Montreal is in a very specific spot right now with their rebuild. And, you know, they do have some really good players on that team. Um, and so I, I think that the Flyers are going to have to work really hard for this one. Should be a good one. And then Colorado and Washington, the Capitals kind of inconsistent this year. But, you know, when you have Alex Ovechkin going up against the defending Stanley Cup champions, it should make for a very entertaining hockey game. I think so as as well. Uh, I think that, you know, you never can go wrong for a good game when you have the defending champs out there. How about Carolina and Minnesota? I'm, I'm looking at that game as a sort of an East versus West game, but Minnesota, they haven't really found their groove this year. Very inconsistent so far. Yeah, I think Carolina is going to win this one. I, I just don't think Minnesota has been able to put complete games together and that Carolina is, is just so strong on all fronts. The Vegas Golden Knights, who we spoke about earlier, in Edmonton to take on the Oilers. And and the Oilers also looking for that consistency. They're just a game over 500 through 17 games. Yeah, I mean, I think Edmonton is lucky to be at home for this one, or maybe not, with Vegas having a better record on the road <laughs> yeah. that we just talked about. But I think that in order for them to get it together, Edmonton really needs to have a strong showing against a top team and really prove that they can hang. Yeah, and that will certainly be a challenge for them. Sunday, uh, two games on the schedule. Uh, to me, I'm looking at Pittsburgh-Chicago as sort of the – uh, one of the one of the more interesting games there and and the Blackhawks also you know kind of struggling a little bit after a, a little bit of a better start yeah and and Pittsburgh seems to be turning things around so this is a good chance for Pittsburgh to build a consistent trend of winning right and getting that confidence back up where it was so uh, I think this is a really important game I would say more so for the pens right now I agree. And then the other Sunday game, Florida in Columbus, the Blue Jackets trying to get healthy and trying to get back on track. Yeah, I think that, you know, you said it was a slow day on Sunday, but Florida versus Columbus, I think, is interesting to me for a couple of reasons. And that Columbus, like I said, is 
pretty much the most broken team in the league right now, but they've been finding ways to get points. And I think there's this energy around them that, you know, despite all of the hardships, they're, they're going to play as hard as they can. Uh, they're playing some of their younger guys and there's just an energy there. And I saw it recently when they played the Flyers and, you know, while it's going to be difficult for them, I think that it, if they can keep this going a little bit, then, you know, who knows, maybe Columbus will wind up being a surprise team. We shall see. Very, very possible. I uh, want to thank everyone for making Locked On NHL your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter to the most, uh, the games that matter to the most, to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. I will be back on Monday with three of our local experts bringing you the biggest stories from around the league. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and thanks for listening to the Locked On NHL podcast.